Welcome back to Guidepost to the Crossroads. I am your host, William Ramada, and we have with us today Eric Taylor. We had a good time from last time, and we just want to continue on where we were. And uh, you know how everybody in the world, you know, whenever somebody talks about something, they say, they said this or they said that. Well, today Eric's going to break down who they is <laughs> and who and what they have, you know, in store for us. So, Eric, how's it going? It's going very well, uh, and I'm not letting them get us down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's for sure. We have to stay uh, out of that box. You know, I was t- you do, and I was uh, – talking to my son on the way here about frequency and you know we're all energy and um, we can use our energy one way or another I think the, the Bible talked about the power of the tongue yeah but it's all it's, it's all energy and you can focus it whichever way you want to um, in which whichever increments you want uh, and and get what you need now that being known you know, always makes you think of Paul who says not to use that, you know, for, for selfish reasons. Right. Um, but, but that frequency is, is real. That energy is real. And so, uh, yeah, I, I refuse to let those things or the them or the they uh, get me down. I encourage that for other people because at the end of the day, you're still responsible for your energy, for your frequency level. That's right. Yeah, I agree. Um, we talked about last time having uh, that fight or flight mentality. Right. You hear things. And so it's on us to make sure that we are keeping ourselves, no matter what the people around are doing. And, uh, and that's, a, that's a, something we've all been working on. But um, I think that we've been been using that self-control to uh, focus ourselves for things that don't really need control. (laughs) Um, And and so there's, there's some more important things going on. Uh, And you can start a conversation with someone and say, you know, well, they're having a problem at work, you know, it's like, well, well, let's talk about work in general, you know, Um, why are you doing it? Where is it going? Why are you, you know, encourage someone to, that's that's older and been working for a while to go back in their resume and see all the places that they've worked throughout their lives, but to see that they're going to have to continue to work and not they're not really building anything substantial. They have to continue to do it until they die. Why is that? Yeah. See, that goes beyond just complaining about having to drive in traffic and the nine to five and you know not want to see my boss. It's like, well, why is there one? Why are you going to do this until you die? I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen more and more people who are much older um, that are that are working at Dollar General or yeah. Walmart. Yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, why yeah. Is that? See, no one ever asked why that is. Yeah, they're going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, that's see that's where I am. And so, uh, yes, I have to keep my energy level, you know, at a, at a different capacity because – those are the things that I'm thinking about. That's where my mind is. And so, yeah, there's, we've been complicit in our reaction to what's happening around us. Um, but there have been some other powers 
other players at work in this. And, you know, I kind of, I mentioned it, you know, them, they, last, last uh, time we talked. But, yeah, let's, let's get into that a little bit today if, if we might. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, who are yeah. they? Who are they? What are they up to? Right. And, uh, when we uh, when we are someone is born. I'm trying to pick my words carefully. When someone's born, they are uh, there's a certificate, um, and we know what a birth is on a boat. And you have to have your uh, birth certificate when you come into port, and uh, or when you're going to get on your ship. I think it's almost like a ship manifest. Right. And yes. The manifest in and of itself um, having to do with the moon. And again, well, there's a whole other line that I'm not going to go into. <laughs> why, why manifest has anything to do with the moon whatsoever. That's just, that's a fun conversation. But let's let's stay with the birth certificate. Uh, why, why is that? Why is that connected to the Vatican? You know, um, why, why does the Vatican have anything to do with our country whatsoever? Now, if we all go back in our history classes that we all went to and all remember, um, there was a huge effect of the, the Catholic Church Universal on the uh, on America, its effect on us, uh, on how our country was built. We all know that. That's not that's not new information. Right. That's that's why they came over here to build to get away from that. Right. But what were they doing? You know. So I mean, coming from Native American country. Um, where we came from most recently, we have a whole group of people who remember when the, if you want to, settlers came in, some people call them colonists, settlers, came into Navajo land, for example. Um, they learned about God from the end of a musket. Yes, you know? yeah. And, and that has affected how they want to hear or that they don't want to hear scripture from this point on. You know, it definitely affects that. Um, but the Catholic Church was front and center. You could take uh, Zia Pueblo, where my my wife's family is from. Um, they have stories about hiding on the ground hmm. from the Spanish when they came over with their, their beliefs and uh, tried to sell that to them. Um, but it really just looked like uh, a mass takeover, you know, of their language, of their people, of their culture. That's what it looked like to them. They said it was God having mercy on them. Um, but all that was on purpose. None of that was a mistake. The fact that they thought that, the fact that those were the words that they used when they showed up, all of that was on, pur- on purpose. Yep. And uh, so, and people say, well, yeah, well, how can you prove that? Well, there's a thing called a papal bull, okay, um, that's issued by the Catholic Church. And uh, so a papal bull, and I'll just read the definition of what a papal bull is so people will know what I'm talking about. Uh, a papal bull is a type of public decree, letters, uh, a patent, or charter issued by a pope of the Catholic Church. Okay? So basically it's a letter issued by the pope of the Catholic Church. All right? The reigning pope, quote unquote, reigning pope at that time. Right. Um, it is, do we do we have that? That's not. I haven't gone too fast just with that. 
No, we're good right there. Okay, all right. So there were quite a few of these papal bulls that were that were written. Um, they were uh, when you went to a new country, uh, and again we can go back to the scriptures. On what authority do you speak? Well, I speak on the authority of the Catholic Church universally. You know, you had to say who brought, who sent you here, right? And for what reason are you here? So we we have that. All right, we have that ability to go and see what authority they had to come and do what they did, not only in America, but just about in every country that there is. All right, so I have a few of these. I'd like to read them for you. It will become uh, self-explanatory what they're about. Uh, again, this is a decree, uh, and a decree normally goes out to a kingdom, right? Right. To the people, people of a kingdom. But what you're going to hear and I'm not trying to get too far ahead, but what you're going to hear is that this kingdom included people that didn't know they were in the kingdom. And so the reason that I'm reading this is because I'm about full disclosure, Will. I'm about people understanding what's really going on around them. Every book I read, every time I speak, it's all about giving people full disclosure. I feel like everyone should have a chance to agree to or disagree with what's happening, to have their own sovereign opinion for what's going on. Okay? Right. Is, is it? Yeah, that is, makes... Does that sound outlandish to you? No, that, that makes total amount of sense. <laughs> right? Um, don't we do that when people, uh, when we want someone to frequent our business? Uh, right. You know, we're offering this sale or that sale, and we explain to them these are the parameters. If you're going to maybe in a radio show or a television show, you can't work for the people at the uh, the radio station or the television station. You can't be a family member. Um, there's rules and regulations for how this is going to go on. Uh, it's full disclosure. We don't want it to, anyone to be surprised by how things turn out, and so we let you know ahead of time. Right. What I feel though, is that our country, America especially and specifically, has not had full disclosure of what's happening, what's gonna happen, and I don't, I don't, I don't think that's fair because I, I think if people did know, that they would say we don't want that. Right. <laughs> well, and you're always, and they always, you always, you're always told what, you, well, you don't need to know that because, or for safety reasons or whatever, there's some kind of excuse of why they don't want the information out. Right. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you fully disclose that information? Right. right. So, and some of this is really, really old. And when people will say, "Well, it's really, really old," so it doesn't have any bearing on what's happening to me right now. Unfortunately, that's not true. We talked about it with words. It is. It is exactly the same with this. The words still mean what they mean. Um, you know, someone asked me about abortion the other day, and unfortunately, it doesn't mean what people think it means. Huh. And uh, it means a miscarriage, and you couldn't you couldn't rule against or for a miscarriage because it just is what it is. Right. Yeah. And um, and the Supreme Court knows that, but they know that you don't know that because anything old is old, and what's now is now. But that's um, this just doesn't go that way. So I'm going to read a little bit from uh, the Papal Bull of uh, November 18th, 1302. So pretty old. Okay. Um, this is while the Holy Roman Empire was still in control. 
and we'll get into what the Holy Roman Empire is uh, in just a few minutes. But uh, I'm going to read um, from 1302. This is uh, Pope Boniface. Um, and the papal bull is called Unam Sanctum. Okay? And uh, it is it was what's called the first express trust. Okay? Um, and you can use trust, man, just about every way that trust can be used. <laughs> okay. And you just, you just you decide what kind of trust it is, all right? <laughs> I'll let you be the, the judge of that. Um, now, I do want to point out one symbol right from the start. We have a papal bull. Uh -huh. uh, we know what the bull symbol is. Those of us who've read the scripture before know what a bull is. Uh, and in its... Uh, in its um, uh, in idolatry, in its icon, right. what it means, and um, we know that it has a lot to do with Baal, and so uh, that's going to come up a couple of times, so we're about to read a papal bull. Okay. Okay, so here it goes. Uh, urged on by our faith, we are obligated to believe and hold that there is one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, and we firmly believe and profess that outside of her there is no salvation or remission of sins, as the bridegroom declares in the canticles. My dove, my undefiled, is but one. She is the only one of her mother. She is a choice of one of her that bear her. And this represents the one mystical body of Christ. And of this body, Christ is head and God is a head of Christ. In it there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. For in the time of the flood, uh, there was a single ark of Noah, which prefigures a one church, and it was finished according to the measure of one cubit and one Noah uh, for pilot and captain, and outside of it, every living creature on earth, as we read, was destroyed. And this church we revere as the only one, even as the Lord said, saith by the prophet, deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog, he prayed for his soul, and that is for himself, head and body. And this body he called one body, that is, the church, because of the single bridegroom, the unity of faith, the sacraments, and the love of the church. She is that seamless shirt of the Lord, which was not rent, by, rent, but was allotted by the casting of lots. Therefore, this one single church has one head, not two, for it had she, for had she had two heads, she would be a monster. Now, we've all heard that before, right? That's right. Now you know where it came from. And it's... Anything... Right? Anything with two heads is a monster, right? Yep. 1302. Okay, Man. I thought that was... 1802, maybe. Or 1902. That was 1302. Yeah. That is Christ, and Christ's vicar, Peter, and Peter's successor, um, said unto Peter, Feed my sheep. My, he said, speaking generally, and not particularly, these and those by which it is to be understood that all sheep are committed unto him. So when the Greeks or others say that they were not committed to the care of Peter and his successors, um, they must confess that they are not of Christ's sheep. Even as the Lord said in John, uh, there is one fold and one shepherd, uh, that in her, within her power, are two swords. We are taught in the Gospels, namely the spiritual sword and the temporal sword, for when apostles said, lo, here's, here's, here, that is, in the church, are two swords. The Lord did not reply to the apostles. Uh, it is too much, but it is enough. It is certain that whoever denies 
that the temporal sword is in the power of Peter, hearkens ill to the words of the Lord, which he spake. Put up thy sword into a sheath. Therefore, both of the power of the church, namely the spiritual sword and the temporal sword, the latter is not to be used for the church, the former by the church, the former by the hand of the priest, the latter by the hand of the princes and kings, but at the nod and sufferance of the priest. Now, that last part is really important. That wasn't all of it. That was just a little bit of it. That was just a setup. Now, they basically laid the foundation of who they are, what kind of power they have, connected it to the power that comes from the scriptures, from Christ and from heaven, and basically say, we will the sword, both spiritual and temporal, to do whatever we will. And this includes not only the church, but also the kings and princes and their kingdom. Yeah. Okay? All right? So they just... They just Go ahead and say this. They did. They they set themselves up for the top. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no... They just want you to know ahead of time how it is. And this, again, full disclosure, most people have never heard these words before, but that's not it. Um, let's say, uh, the one sword must of necessity be subject to the other, and the temple authority to the spiritual. For the apostle said, there is no power but of God, and the powers that be ordained of God... They would not have been ordained, now listen to this, unless one sword had been made subject to the other, and even as a lower is subjected by the other for higher things, for according to, here's a, here's one of your solar deities, for according to Dionysius, it is a divine law that the lowest things are made by mediocre things to attain the highest. Huh. Okay? Listen to that again. Yeah. It is a divine law that the lowest things are made by mediocre things to attain the highest. Hmm. Okay? This is this is part of Darwinism. Yeah. And eugenics, for sure. Like, there's no, there's no way around it. For it is not according to the law of the universe at all things in an equal way and immediately should reach their end, but the lowest through the mediocre and the lower through the higher but that the spiritual power excels the earthly power in dignity and worth. We will, will, we will the more clearly acknowledge just in proportion that the spiritual is higher than the temporal. And this we perceive quite distinctly from the donation of the tithe and the functions of the benediction and sanctification from the mode in which the power was received and the government of the subjected realms. For truth being the witness, the spiritual power has the functions of establishing the temporal power and sitting in judgment uh, on it if it should prove to be not good. And to the church and the church's power, the prophecy of Jeremiah attests, see, I have, see, have I not set thee this day over the nations and the kingdoms to pluck up, to break down, and to destroy, and to overthrow, and to build, and to plant. I mean, will it, they they set themselves up to be the Godhead themselves, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no way around. Now, again, now there's here's one thing to know when we talk about the they. Okay, now I started with the Catholic Church. I could have started anywhere. Right. Okay, I could have started in Masonry, and we'd be straight in on you know good, the good old U.S. I'm going to say the U.S. of A. because we dropped the A a long time ago. But we could start in on that. So. No shade on anyone who uh, believes in the Catholic faith. Because here's the one thing I understand. 
a lot of Freemasons have no idea about anything that's happening at the higher echelon. Uh, someone who goes to a school that is um, from a Jesuit background will probably never have any idea about what the Jesuits at a higher level have done and have control over. Same with those within the Catholic uh, faith. Oh. They, and they do believe that they're universal, but they don't believe they're universal like these guys believe they're universal. There's, there's such a thing called blue masonry. And those are people who join to do good in the community, to be a part of something upward mobile. So there's people in your neighborhood. And we know people mm-hmm. who are part of Freemasonry that have no idea what our founding fathers were doing at the higher levels. There's always two levels of everything. Okay, There's, there's the, the lower level which has a greater number of, of people. And then you have the higher level, which has a, a specific amount on purpose that know what's going on and, and operate in ways that are clandestine most of the time. Well, that's so, yeah, control. Right. So I, I'm not, I'm not, this is not to attack anyone right. who may be listening who is of the Catholic faith. Not at all. What we're saying is that some people in a room sat down and said, this is what we're going to do. And then later on, Will, they sent those people out everywhere. Some of the people they sent out thought that they were going and sharing the good news. Right, yeah, they still do today. (laughs) They weren't given full disclosure. Right. What we're doing just by reading what we read is called full disclosure. Now you can make a choice, right? Now, was that, a, was that the decision to be Catholic, join this group, join this order? Was that, was that, did that happen with full knowledge or did that happen without full disclosure? Well, no, definitely not. But, and back then too, they, they didn't even read the scripture in English, right? They had to translate it because only the, the priest could read, right? Correct. So they didn't even have their own Bibles to read from back then. Right. Okay. So I'm going to read the last part. And and the last part is is pretty strong. So here's the last part of it. And if the earthly power... And if the earthly power deviates from the right path, it is judged by the spiritual power. But if the minor spiritual power deviates from the right path, the lower, lower in rank is judged by a superior... But if the supreme power, which would be the popes or the papacy, mm-hmm. uh, deviates, it can be judged, listen to this, it can be judged not by man. So you have nothing to say about it. Huh. You don't get a choice. Right. You don't get to say anything. If they deviate, okay, but God alone. And so the the apostle testifies, he which is spiritual, listen how they use these scriptures, he which is spiritual judges all spiritual things, but he himself is not judged, is judged by no man. Look at that. Isn't that that convenient? Yeah, but that also puts them in a hard spot though, right? (laughs) Because if they're they're doing this, (laughs) because if they're doing this in the wrong then they're being judged by God as being that wrong. You know what I'm saying? All right. 
Yeah. But yeah. this authority, though it be given to man and though it be exercised by man, is not a human, right. but a divine power yeah. given by divine word of mouth to Peter and confirmed to Peter uh, and his successors by Christ himself, whom Peter confessed, even him who Christ called the rock, uh, called the rock. But the Lord said to Peter himself, Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, etc., whoever therefore resists his power, so ordained by God, resists the ordinance of God unless... Perchance he imagined two principles to exist. Oh, that's uh, they're getting a little smart there. He imagined two principles to exist: that of Manichaeus, uh, and there's your manifest, by the way, Manny, anytime M A N I, the Iranian prophet of the Gnostic religion, based on the eternal struggle between the dualism of good and evil. Note the correspondence to the moon and uh, Persia's reference for the moon, right there which we pronounce false and heretical. For Moses testified that God created heaven and earth, not in the beginning, but in beginnings, but in the beginning. Furthermore, that every human creature is subject to the Roman pontiff. This we declare, say, define, and pronounce to be altogether necessary to salvation. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and this, so this was um, translated... Uh, from Latin, right, and this is a uh, not by me. I said Latin, but I, I couldn't translate all of this. Um, a guy named Philip Schaff, uh, and this is from a history of the of the Christian Church, uh, volume number six. And uh, so, yeah, um, that last part is pretty strong, and it basically sums it all up. Uh, they lay it all out, and it wasn't enough just to say it, to have the audacity to say it. It was to have the audacity to um, execute it. Yeah. Throughout, Not just in one place. Throughout the world. the world. Yeah, throughout the world. Saying that the Catholic Church is responsible for your salvation. <laughs> so most people hear that and say, yeah, they thought that, and now it's over. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, what's that got to do with today? I mean, it, we're a lot different today, right? No. <laughs> we only we only think we are. We only think that those guys don't have any more power. If you were to find out that they do, because they do, you would say, oh, everything's still in play. And the things you learn in history class about the Catholic Church would still be in play. We think that was ancient history. It's not ancient history. It's modern happenings today. Uh, and um, the, the next papal bull that I have in front of me basically says that every piece of ground that um, we desire, want, um, procure for ourselves, or even think in the future that we might procure to, for ourselves, is ours. And that's that's not, it's not old. Mm -hmm. It's still there. Uh, if you go to Zia today, uh, Z the Zia Pueblo. If you go to the Zuni Pueblo today, when you first come in, you'll see the little Catholic church up on the hill. Mm -hmm. And they have a meshing of the Native American and the Catholic religion into one to, to a hodgepodge of, of a religion, and they're praying to saints, but they still have the medicine man. Right. So things aren't gone. Right. I mean, you may not see it on an everyday basis, but tell them that it's not still in play. Of course it is. Of course it is. The same people that they hit underground, so uh, my wife's people, Zia Pueblo, 
they um, had they hid underground. Um, they actually had tunnels, a tunnel network underground. Um, while I suppose there were people above that were fighting, um, I know all the pueblos except one or two uh, engaged in a long war against the Spanish when they first arrived with their crosses and their Catholicism. Um, and they were sent out by the people who wrote this. Um, I have one that's from 1455 here in front of me. Uh, and so, yes, that it's, it happened. <laughs> and there's really people who are still suffering under those things. Right. Uh, and, and we're still suffering under those things. Uh, we there is a there's a busyness will that distracts our minds. We hear one thing in history class, we make an A on the test, and then we just leave it there. Yeah, I agree with that. We forget it. We <laughs> leave it there and yeah. don't think it has any more effect on anything else. But there's a reason why when the when the Pope comes to America, um, he is given the same pump in the same circumstance that any head of state is given, if not more. Right, yes. Uh, I think probably one of the, the last, most ornate ones was uh, when the Pope came to visit Obama, President Obama at the time. Right, I remember and, that. Yeah, and it was his last, it was, it was a state visit. Right. What? And so, to, so you, what you do is you say, well, why is it a state visit? <laughs> See, it's on one, one question. Why is this a state visit? Mm. If my creature shows up, it won't be that way. Oh no! <laughs> if if uh, if my um, uh, if you're Muslim, if if uh, is it the imam? If, yeah, the imam. Mm. Yeah, if he shows up, you're not going to get that. No, you're not, you're not getting that because that guy still has the juice. Yeah, they claim the highest power, highest church power, I suppose. And they haven't they haven't forgotten it. This this um, the Holy Roman Empire. If you were emperor of the Holy Roman Empire, you were that was conferred upon you by the Pope. Um, most of them came from Germany. They right. were journeying from Germany to Italy, and that is where they would um, they stopped after a while. But uh, that's that's where they would come and be uh, ordained. And sometimes the Holy Roman Empire would overrule the Pope, you know, from time to time. And they would kind of go back and forth. But that power was, was real. We say, oh, well, it was real. No, it still is real. Hmm. Don't believe everything you see on television. Don't believe that, um, I mean, the Electoral College came about through the Catholic Church. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and, and, and that's where we got it from. Hmm. Or... Is it still the same? And they're still naming the presidents. Right. <laughs> right. Right. See, and uh, we have to remember that some of the skirmishes, some of the rivalries that were in play before, they haven't disappeared. Okay. Um, I think we got Netflix now, and we can go on vacation, and uh, we can travel abroad, and uh, it just seems a very free and open society. It's not as free and open as you think. Some of the same rules that applied before apply now. And these guys don't just, didn't just, as much as they believed it then, they believe it now. And they can make it stick. They can make it stick. Um, so they're 
you you say like they're directly involved with all our governments, the world governments? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the because we all so pretty I, we all pretty much claim our own state sovereignty. So, you know, how much could a pope, you know, rule in the government of the United States? Well, then, but the, then we have to understand what the definition of a county is and a governor is. Right. And those people are set up basically as like the zero in a number, a placeholder for the one who is really running everything. Right. And, and the Catholic Church is greatly running right. everything. And and that's why we are registered and we have to stay registered because they want to keep... Uh, that's why the Black's Law Dis- Dictionary is so useful. Um, you read what a county is in, in the Black's Law, then you say, oh, well, they're just keeping this warm for somebody else. And then the question is, <laughs> then the question is who's, who's, who are they keeping it warm for? And But who who else but these guys claim that everything was was theirs? No one else has. No one else has. Right. No one else has claimed that these crowns answer to them. Um, you know, uh, I, I think we... Again, we think one thing is going on, but another is going on, and it's because we haven't read these and see that they still hold out. I'll give you one. So um, the, I talked about, I think we were talking about in a show prep one time about AEIOU. Yes, the, yeah. About the, yeah, the vowels, the yeah. Vowel, the vowel pattern. Right. Um, so that was used by... I don't know if I talked about this. Used by um, Frederick the Third, who was the fourth and final um, Holy Roman Emperor. Uh, he was about four, let's see, fourteen fifteen through fourteen ninety three, and he was born on the same day I was born. So that's why I always remember his stuff. <laughs> and uh, so the AI, no relation, Frederick Eric. There's no relation whatsoever. I I'm yeah. definitely, I was definitely under his finger. <laughs> Uh, um, so also used by the Habsburgs uh, which are from Austria uh, and you've heard the Habsburg they're a European dynasty um, they're also called the House of Austria yes uh, yeah. so they've been around for a good long time um, and AEIU basically comes down to um, it's called um, it's basically saying Austria will be the supreme in the world, or all the world is subject to Austria. Um, uh, it is Austria, um, Austria's destiny to rule the world. That's basically what AEIOU stands for. Um, all the world is subject to Austria. But when they say Austria, don't think Austria the country. Think the House of Austria, which is basically the House of the, the Habsburgs. Right, yeah. So, um, part of the Holy Roman Empire. And, uh, yeah, they they fully believe that. Um, yeah, I, when we talked about that, I looked it up, and I was like, "Yeah, here it is." Or anybody could read it, but yeah. no, nobody cares. It's like right in front of our faces. <laughs> no, we're busy doing what they put us here to do, which is work. Yeah, to supply um, supply them, supply, right? Supply them energy. 
really. Yeah. And we can get into why they need energy and why can't they supply their own. And that's interesting to think about if they're human. Right. Why can't they produce their own energy? But then that would have to make them human. But if they're not, then they would need it because they're not human. So that's that's a that's gets into some some different weeds and people think you're cuckoo crazy when you hear that. Right. But when you when you, when you figure out that it's not about money because paper paper money doesn't mean anything. No. Uh, and it's not about power because you have all the power anyway. Then what is it really about? And so really it's just an exchange of energy, which I think is what you shared last time. And uh, um, then why do you need my energy if you have energy of your own? Well, that might mean that you don't have energy. Well, why don't you have energy? If you're if you're human, you have energy. Yeah. Unless you're not human. See, that's a see. That's where you have to go to. Now, see, that's when you start to break things down into what it's really about. You it leads you further and further and further into some into some interesting areas. Um, which I'm not even concerned about that right now. I just know I I want my energy to be used for what I deem for it. my purposes. Yeah. Purposes, you know, but all purposes or their purposes if you're following after them if you're doing life a certain way all purposes are their purpose mm. right and um, okay so I talked about um, that's one in Holy Roman Emperor um, my favorite right now is uh, Louis the Pious or um, Louis the um, what's he called oh what was he called Louis the the Fair <laughs> I love it when they call themselves the fair, the good. That's my favorite. <laughs> what, what you guys are good nor fair. I'll be the judge of that. But will you? If you don't will know, you? then you're not the judge of that. They call themselves whatever they want. That's to, right, because right? you just go with the flow and say, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> just go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, so basically, uh, the this is a universal monarchy. You'll start to see some connections between the uh, the Catholic Universal Church and uh, the Universal Monarchy. So you have the Universal Church, and they have that spiritual power we were talking about in the last papal bull. And you have the uh, the sword, the temporal sword. I guess that's what they called it. Yeah. And that's that's the Universal Monarchy. Okay. But there's a lot of overlap there. What's what's earthly is spiritual. What spiritual is earthly. They kind of kind of overlap each other a little bit. So, so that you may you may find in studying that um, the Pope overruled the Emperor in one situation, but you'll see the Emperor overrule the Pope in another. But they're both sovereign. But what about you? Huh. What about you? Yeah. So you're told, we're told here that we're free and we're brave and we have liberty, which we talked about already. It doesn't mean what we think it means, but we think it means freedom. What we think is happening is not what these guys think, right? And and they're the ones that own a lot of ground under people's feet, right? right? Yeah. And so, how, how free are you? Uh, if again, full disclosure, I think will is the first step in really being free, right? I do. I just feel like it is, and I feel like you're starting to free yourself up. See, free yourself up with more information. And people say, well, it's just information. No, nothing is just information. Well, you just went to school and you just got a degree. Was that just information? No. <laughs> that allows me to do this, this, and this. Well, there's no difference with this information. Right. It, it allows you to go beyond some of the things because you're not going to learn some of this in school. And, or no one's going to put the pieces together. Right. right. Or tell you that somebody was audacious enough to say, basically, the whole world is mine. Hmm. 
you're just not going to hear that. And so that's that's a different kind of a freedom. Okay, you're starting to claim some of your sovereignty. Most people would never say they're sovereign. That's for kings, right? Right, right. Or queens, or potentates of some sort. No, that's for you too, because all they're saying is, "I'm a free soul in this world." Hmm. That's all we're. That's all we thought we were saying. But when you say sovereign, it sounds higher. People also diminish who they really are. You are. You are higher than you think you are. Right? Right. Or do you not want to be? Right? People say, right. oh, no, I'm not. Maybe you don't want to be. And that, that bothers me when I hear that because that's how far we've been beaten down. We don't want to even think what we're sovereign. We say that's for God or that's for someone else. But, we, but we're always the last in line, and it's never for us. We're always too late to the party. Well, these, these guys came about because what you read, the first popable was 13. 1302 or whatever, but we know, you know, so they came way after Jesus came. So, so when did they start really? When did they start to form to come? First, first to, century. To, first century. So uh, they started in the first century and that, that's, that's the part that's, that's really hard to deal with. So there was a, there was a guy, um, I think Charlemagne's son, his name was Louis the Pious, Louis the Fair. The one I was talking about earlier. Right. He was, he was called Louis the Fair the Debonair. I like it because he picked a cool name. <laughs> Pretty bland. <laughs> yeah, right? Cool. He picked a cool name. So, I mean, a lot of... I found a picture of him uh, posing, posing from... Oh, posing for a picture. And it's basically claiming him to be what's called a Christian soldier. Hmm. Christian soldier. And um, that Christian soldier, let me pull up my notes on that. Um, that Christian soldier basically was a uh, takeoff, but it was a first century takeoff, not a fifth century, not right. a second century, not a 15th or 18th century. I'm talking a first century takeoff on what, what, was, what Paul wrote about, um, you remember Ephesians putting on the full armor of God? Right. Yeah. So there's a picture of, of um, Louis the Fair with basically a poem written, written on top of it. He's in his armor and everything. He has a poem written on top. Basically saying he was a, um, uh, a Christian soldier. Huh. And uh, that Christian soldier phraseology, like I said, started in the first century. I'm looking for my notes on that um, and it's called, and I always pronounce these wrong, I butchered this wrong. It's called, um, what they did was they would connect the armor of God. You're breaking up something, you're not coming through. Yeah, it's not working. It's breaking up. Somebody play with the energy. <laughs> says, yeah, they know I'm there. They said band. Right there? Yeah, it says your your bandwidth is low, but yeah, you're here now. You're here. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I think they know. <laughs> Yeah, see, now you're gone again. Cause... 
You just get. I'm just getting you stuttering. Barely, barely. Yeah, it says your bandwidth is low. Will, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay. So, Christian Soldier. Yeah. Um, they started comparing it to the um, the actual armor that a soldier would wear. Right. So every piece of their armor was sanctified. So that they could go out into battle. Now think about the first papal bull that we read. Uh-huh. So that they were sanctified to go out into battle. Because no Christian was ever to go out into battle without being sanctified. Oh, without wow. having the, the right thing. You couldn't just go out to do ill. You had to be going on a basically a mission of Christ. Right. So then, whatever you did physically, Will, whatever you did physically was good to go, was blessed, was sanctified, so that you could go out and be a Christian soldier. As long as you did it in the name of Christ, huh? And that's where the 18th century, when I was reading this, I said, this is not real. This is insane. That I mean, I found at least two or three pictures that had each part, it was in Latin, but each part of the, uh, the, uh, the, armor? the armor was had um, justice or love or truth. <laughs> right, yeah. What? One, had, one had all seven um, of the beat, seven beatitudes uh, versus the seven deadly sins or seven vices, people say. Right. Um, and basically, they, they blessed these, these knights who went out, these people who went out to conquer in the name of the crown the Holy Roman Empire, the Catholic Church, and they were blessed, and they were considered Christian soldiers. That's what Louis the Fair was. He was a Christian soldier. And that's where the 18th century, a lot of people don't know the song, 18th century song, Onward Christian Soldiers. Yep, yep. Um, well, that's where that came from. Huh. I was studying it, and I said, I bet you anything that's where it came from. And I kept reading, I kept digging, and I found that's where, that's where that came from. So onward, Christian soldiers, or um, uh, what is the other one um, that's, that talks about uh, Christian soldiers? Oh, man, I can't think of it right now. I can't believe that's in my mind. Sung it a hundred times. Um, I guess that's pretty, pretty much what we do as our country. We pretty much claim that we're sanctified, and we go all throughout the world making changes we shouldn't even be touching. <laughs> Will because that's what we've always done. You hit yeah. the nail on the head. Yeah. When we called it when we called it manifest destiny. Yeah. And basically smashed every Native American tribe in yeah. the face. Like it was insane. Yeah. And and we said, well, we were blessed to do that. And now we have people who say we've got to save America. We've got to go back to our original roots. What right. I'm saying is, we don't need to go back to our original. Don't go back. No. Do something, do something different. Yeah, we need because to create something new. Yeah, what we did to start off wasn't good. People say, well, we started off in a country that believed in God. And no, we didn't. No. <laughs> not. Uh, they believed in a deity right. and the great architect, but not the great architect. You mean, again, I think 
full disclosure, it's where it's at. We, I, we have people who think one thing. We say America, people see red, white, and blue, baseball, uh, apple pie, but they don't stop and think that we're playing baseball. Yeah. It's bail. I mean, we, <laughs> we, we say it, but we don't. Again, there's that connection that people aren't having. You know, it's like, you know, we we go all out for football and uh, basketball and <laughs> baseball. And, and we don't even realize that we're playing it on a diamond, yeah, uh, which has a free Masonic background to it. Like, why are all these symbols, I see I got into symbols anyway. Yep. Why are all these symbols woven into our everyday society and we just don't see it? We've seen these songs in church. We want to be Christian soldiers. Even the thought of, um, you remember when Paul, I think it was in 2 Timothy, it was 2 Timothy, and I forget what uh, chapter it was, where he talked about how uh, we want to please our commanding officer. So yeah. That we, don't, yep. we don't get involved in what's called what? Civilian affairs. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that has like a whole, that came from that whole Christian soldier mentality that I was blessed to go out and to conquer physically for Christ. And I don't get involved in civilian affairs. Do you know who the civilians were? The civilians were the pagans. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think people think that, think that we always had, you know, uh, a male God in the sky and uh, all these things. It wasn't always that way. That, that's new. Yeah. No one had ever no one had ever heard number one of one. Then they were confused when we said one, but they were three. Right. Like that confused them. Like they said, What? It's a right. that'll never work. No one will ever believe that. They said, Oh well, we got something we got something for you. And we had stuff like the Inquisition, right? Right. That if you didn't that if you didn't go do it our way, we were gonna make you do it our way. That's what they had up their sleeve. They said, Yeah, you'll never believe it, but I bet you will. Well that that's what that's what pushed Muhammad away from the Christian faith, because because oh, yeah. his wife was, I guess it was Catholic then, right? Maybe, yeah. but or she was Jewish, I think. I don't know, something like that. But that's what he did. He he looked at the Jewish faith and then the Christian faith, and he was like, "No, you guys are worshiping more than one God on the Christian side." And then his wife was talking to him about the Jewish faith, and then. I guess they just came together and decided, well, we're going to create this own, our own. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, these guys are, they're, they're playing for keeps. <laughs> yeah. And we're just playing. Yeah. Again, full, full disclosure. Let me read you a little bit from, um, about property. Cause a lot of people are like, well, why does that affect me now? Well, think about the ground under your feet. Let's oh, I know. Belongs. Yeah. Let's see, let's see who that belongs to. So this was um, Nicholas. Um, he was a bishop, um, and this was written in. This is January eighth, fourteen fifty five. And what I like to do when I see that when I see that date, I like to look at what other things were happening around that time. What are the things? What things had just happened, right? What things were just about to happen, right? Right. Fourteen fifty two, right? What things are a long way off? But 1455, 1776 is a long way off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, out in the distance. But it's coming, right? So this was in 1455. This was uh, Nicholas, Pope Nicholas V. Um, this is a first testamentary trust. 
um, um, through a deed and will, um, and he basically created what's called a deceased estate. So um, when we we have two selves, we have our public self and we have our private self. Your public self is basically called a strong man. He's not real. Um, that's your name on your credit card. That's your name on your birth certificate. It's all in caps. Right. No one spells your name with all capital letters. That person's not real, but they do real stuff with it. You, who you are, right, the space, not the house. Right. You, who's inside you, no one can co-op. Right, yep. But what we've done, Will, and this is what I said about being complicit, we have complied and said we're going to go along with this for one reason or another. We've we've decided to go along with this game and this straw man, this fake person that doesn't exist because it's not you. When you go to court, you'll see your information. It's all in capital letters because you are not going to court. Your, your public you is going to court. Huh. No one can do anything with your soul because they can't touch it. Right. And they know that. Yep. But if they can marry the soul to this fake person with your compliance, then they will. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. Right, that's the only way they can do it, right? Because the capitalized you doesn't exist. When you take the S-A-C-T or the S-A-T, right. I'm pretty sure it's all capital letters when you right. fill out the little bubble of your name. I think it is. It's been a while since I took it. But um, I think it's all caps. That doesn't exist. Huh. Uh, the yellow fringe flag is for the public you. When you see the American flag, you see people marching with it, or when you see the president speaking in front of it, and there's the the yellow fringe around it, that's right. for the public you. That's not for real you. Hmm. That's not your flag. I know you may pick a different flag. Who knows? <laughs> right? right. You, may, you may not even choose a way. Maybe you pick up a flower or a, a piece of a fruit or something like that to be your flag. I don't know. So this is uh, basically creating a deceased estate, and that is a public you. Okay, I had to connect those two for you to, from now on to think of that person as dead. Because he's not real. Will Ramada, all capital letters, doesn't exist. Huh. Eric Taylor, capital letters, doesn't exist. He's not real. Never has been, never will be. Okay, that's not you. Okay, you are the space. You are the energy. You are the... You cannot be encapsulated on a piece of plastic or paper or anything else. Right. Unless you, the soul, comply. Right. Okay? So, um, this is... How it goes. Um, and by the way, this is um, Romanus Pontif uh, Pontifex uh, is the first crown of the triple crown of Baal, by the way. Okay. Um, the Roman pontiff, successor of the key bearer of the heavenly kingdom and vicar of Jesus Christ, contemplating with, listen to this, the Father's mind, all several climes of the world and the characteristics of all nations dwelling in them and seeking and desiring the salvation of all, uh, wholesomely, hard pass, <laughs> ordains and disposes upon careful deliberation those things which he sees will be agreeable to the divine majesty and by which he may bring the sheep entrusted to him by God into a single divine fold and may acquire for them the reward of eternal felicity and obtain pardon for their souls. Now, did you agree to any of that? No. Okay, they don't care. <laughs> um, this, we believe, will be more certainly uh, certainly come to pass. 
Through the aid of the Lord, if we bestow suitable favors and special graces on those Catholic kings and princes. So they think this is going to happen, even if you don't want to be in the fold. Since we're going to give special powers and benefits and graces and favors to these Catholic kings and princes, the Holy Roman Empire, um, Louis the Fair at the beginning, all the way down to Charlemagne and Frederick III, we're going to bring them into the fold. Hmm. One way or another. As we know by the evidence of facts, not only restrain the savage excesses of the Sarkins and of other infidels, enemies of the Christian name, but also for the defense and increase of the faith, vanquish them and their kingdoms and habitations, though situated in the remotest parts, listen to this, though situated in the remotest parts unknown to us, and subject them to their own temporal dominion, sparing no labor and expense, in order that those kings and princes relieved of all obstacles may be more animated to the prosecution of so salutary and laudable a work. They're going to get it done. Yeah, they, they already claim what they don't even have. And don't even know about yet. Yeah, don't know, don't have it, never been there. <laughs> never been We have lately heard, not without great joy and gratification, how our beloved son, the noble personage of Henry, uh, uh, of Portugal, uncle of our most dear son in Christ, the illustrious Alfonso, king of the kingdoms of Portugal and, um, and Algarve, uh, treading in the footsteps of John, a famous memory, king, uh, king of the said kingdoms, his father, and greatly inflamed with the zeal for the salvation of souls, and with the fervor of faith as a Catholic and true soldier of Christ, there's your soldier of Christ, the creator of all things, and most active and courageous defender and intrepid champion of the faith in him, has aspired from his early youth with his utmost might to cause the most glorious name of the, of the said creator to be published, extolled, and revered throughout the whole world, even in the most remote and undiscovered places, and also to bring into the bosom of the faith uh, the enemies of him and of the living, life-giving cross by which we have redeemed, uh, redeemed, namely the Saracens and all other infidels whatsoever after the city of Cuta, situated in Africa, and had been subdued by, by said King John to his dominion, and after many wars had been waged, sometimes in person, um, although in the name of the said King John, King John, against the enemies and infidels aforesaid, not without greatest labors and expense, and with dangers and loss of life and property, and the slaughter of many of their natural subjects. Being neither enfeebled nor terrified by so many and great labors and dangers. Listen how they go on about all they've done. God. Yeah, everything that they've done. They yeah, slaughter, just some subdued. What in the world? I mean, where do you where do you get off? And this um, is supposed to be godly, right? <laughs> yeah. And so basically it goes on, uh, and this is a long one, I would never read all of this one. But he goes on to basically say we're right in subduing everyone. We're right in subduing whatever land we want, whatever land we see, whatever land we haven't even visited yet. So they sent people out all over the world, okay? And don't think the Protestants weren't a part of it. 
when they came to this country. See, that's the part that people are not connecting, that they're a part of that too. They're part of a reformation movement, so they're trying to reform things. Right, <laughs> right. They weren't trying to do something different. They're reforming, right? Right. And so this was all a part of why they were here. We think they were here for one reason. Again, full disclosure, they were here for another reason. Spain had been here for a long time before us. France had been here for a long time before us. And England had been here a long time before us being America. Right. They weren't here just to play around. They weren't here seeking um, what's called um, spiritual rights to serve God the way they wanted to. No. They came seeking the land to subdue. (laughs) Right. And because they used... Again, this is why you got to have a good dictionary around. When you say that you're a pilgrim, a pilgrim is someone who is going to their holy land in order to worship their deity. Right, right. When a pilgrim came here, he was not coming here so that he could worship whatever God he wanted in whatever way he wanted. That's they, that You need a new word for that. Yeah, he came to claim the land as his own. Right, and to worship their deity here. here. Yeah. Which which gives me, and this is one line that I have to really get into studying, that something's here, Will. I really feel like something's here. I think it's, there's a big like homing device inside this country that's drawing certain people here for certain reasons. And I think they were coming here on purpose. I don't think right. America was a last "quote unquote" place to be conquered or anything. Oh like that. no! I, I I think they're here. They were here for a specific reason. Uh, again, full disclosure, uh, we don't know, and it would be good for us to find out because we say, "Well, what's in play? What's put been put in play is already in play. We can't stop that." Not true. Not true. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. So, how can we dislocate ourselves from that? You know, I know we can individually do it, but when our when our whole country, our whole government, is involved because it was built under these policies, how do you break free from that? How do you make them break free? Well, again, I think it's going to be different for each person. Uh, when we wake up in the morning, Will, I know you and I both. Uh, are asking, you know, what is my purpose? What am I here for? What am I supposed to be doing? Um, We're allowing the answers that come to us to come, the answers we know um, to be clearer to us. And I think um, you're doing, you provide a platform where this information is now getting out to other people. Most people didn't know what a papal bull is from anything else. And certainly not that have someone just claim the whole world and even the world they don't know. And that someone has basically claimed them subjects when they didn't know about it. They didn't even know that was possible, but now they do. So you've created a platform, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get, quote-unquote, the word out, because I think people would choose something different. First, to know that they, where they are is not fully on them. Where they go can be. Right, there, yes. There is a literal way to get shed of your social security number, to get shed of the straw man that follows you around everywhere you go. There's ways to do that, but there's also going to be a need 
to find out what do I do once I do that? When I once I pull away from the system, how do I operate in everyday life? And that's then it becomes about community of other people who are trying to do the same thing. Right. Yeah. Because I was going to say, because once you do that as an individual, you have you're only relying on yourself unless you had that community. Right. And that's and the the, the quicker I can get this information out to other people, the quicker the community is is created. For me, right. see, that's for me. I don't know what it is for somebody else. This is just the way I've chosen, and you've chosen your way. And we've created a community between each other, just the two of us. Right. Well, this is going to go out. Other people are going to hear it and say, yeah, I'm sick of this too, and thanks for telling me, and what else is there? you know? And, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's amazing how we've gone along with things. These are everyday these are everyday things, man. How many times have I sung Onward Christian Soldier and not known what I was singing? Yeah. <laughs> I've got no idea where I came. Don't even care. And again, we said it last time, it's a don't care mentality that we have to get shut up to. This is where, this is a, these are the starting steps. Full disclosure, finding out, getting shed of the, the straw man, uh, finding out what am I doing? Uh, and what am I not doing? They, the thing, don't just think about the things you're doing. Think about what, what you're not doing. You know, what can I do? Right. And then where is that community of people who are thinking the same thing? Because once you know this, you can not ever unknow it. Right. You can ignore it. You can ignore that someone said these things. And if you lie to yourself and say they don't have that juice anymore. That's all you have to ask yourself. Do they have it? A lot of things, you can just ask yourself and see the answer. Right. You know, are we spending a thousand miles a minute? Do I feel it? No. <laughs> so we aren't. See, right. I, that was easy. Yeah, it's you easy. Know? It's easy to ignore something. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, some things are easily observed. Yeah. And I ask people this. The reason that you just asked that question already lets us know where we are. We're not sure if we have the freedom to do what we actually want to do. Right. Yeah, and it, it's easy to look at that because you're you're so attached, I guess is a word to use to everything. I mean, well, when you say everything, what do you what do you mean by that when you say everything? Well, I mean, if just take a look around the world, everybody's you're you're attached to what you have. Your the internet, your phone, the house, electricity. And to get off the grid and to build that, you know, a lot of people are like, really? Am I going to go through all that trouble? Is, is this really happening? <laughs> right. So we feel that someone else has gone out and won our freedom for us, and now we're free. And right. And we like it the way it is. We've never had to go out and do it ourselves. Right. And it's it's so easy to look and say, well, that was 1400s. You know, this is 2020. We're, we're woke people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we, we say we can still have a little bit of that. and not, You know what? Here's here's the thing, Will. We talked about what can we grow on the farm and what can we not. And right. This is, what people, this is what people have to deal with. Right. Here, here it goes. We say, you know, I can grow fruit. Um, like I just picked my persimmons the other day. They were so good. I literally took them off the tree and spread them on my toast. Right. That's, that's how fresh they were. And I didn't have to put sugar on it, didn't have to jelly it. Because if you cut open a persimmons, it's already basically jellied on the inside. 
and take the seeds out and you basically spread the persimmons literally on your toes. Yep. I can do that, right? Here's right. what I'm not going to be able to do, Will. I can't do a granola bar. There, there are going to be some things, some trade-offs we have to have. When we start breaking away from these guys, I think maybe further down the line, right. we can have some quote-unquote amenities or specialties that we have right now. But in order to get away from these guys, then we're going to have to we're going to have to say instead of having the apple flavored candy, I'm just have to have the apple. Right. Instead of having the orange colored car, I might just have to have the orange. <laughs> I know it's a hard. That's hard because well, people like their orange cars. Well, it's like you said too. It's like uh, when we talked, I, I, it was probably offline about just the barter system like it used to be. You know, what do you have that I need that I can, and what do I have that you need and we could share or we could swap? Are, are we going to go electric, Will? Are we going to go electric in five years? Yes, we are. Yeah. We're going to be almost fully electric in, in five, ten years for sure. But we're definitely close to five. We, we're going to be pretty close. Um, you know, if you want to continue to run on on the system you have now. Um, and a lot of people don't know prohibition was really about squashing that system and going to gasoline than people drinking beer and alcohol <laughs> because you could use that alcohol and run your car and they knew that. Right. And see, look, just a little history lesson. People <laughs> thought prohibition was about you not drinking. It was about you not being able to put alcohol and run your car. And so what we have to do is at this turning point, we're at another turning point. We're about to go a different way. And so we have to say, I'm going to hold my flag and hold my ground here and say, I'm not going with you guys and keep in place the system that best works for me. If, if I had known that when they asked me to turn in all my gold to the country, mm-hmm. if I had known that they were about to go the Federal Reserve System and start pressing these IOU dead presidents and there's a reason they're dead presidents because there's nothing behind them. There's nothing. There's no gold. Yeah, they're invaluable. Not valuable. Right. right. And so if I had known that, maybe I wouldn't have fell into the gold prohibition, right? Right. How did that happen? How did that happen? And so we've, we've had a We've had turning points in our history, and what we need to realize is that we're at another one now. And say, where am I going to hold my ground? Where am I going to hold my ground, and how am I going to stay here when a host of people continue to, and the government, the mind control, goes one way? It's going to be all VR. It's going to be all electric. There's going to be a lot of people at home. There's going to be few people outside. We have to start making decisions now instead of being swayed by decisions of others, because they are, as we just read, two paper bulls, they're making the decision. So hopefully in the future, more people do start these communities. Because if they got, they got power and out, they can how much, like if everything's electric, how they can control everything. They can turn you on, turn you off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, How old was the queen when she died? I think she was in her 90s, I think. Was she 96? Something like that, yeah. I think it was 96. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love that symbol of the 
that she died at 96 years old. Um, the day she died on, I love that she went to, uh, I think it was 9-11, and I think she went on the 13th of some day, and she went to uh, good old Jockin and Boaz oh. and, and, uh, and laid her wreath down on the, thir- on the 13th on the day. On the 13th. Yeah, I mean, you know, I see these guys throw their gang signals to each other. <laughs> They're, they pose with their little M, and the M is the, the two fingers together and the others apart. And, uh, you know, the, the stars do it, the presidents do it, yep. our dead presidents do it, our current presidents do it, um, the mm-hmm. entertainment world, you know, does it, you know, um, these guys do things perfectly on, on when there's certain things happening in the stars, they're doing things right at the right time. We've got to do more studying. We've got to be better. We've got to... And I don't fault these people because they work hard. It's, yeah. it's hard to get this knowledge and this information because it's not readily, it's readily available, but it's not readily accepted. Yeah. And so, well, that's uh, the thing because that's the thing. It's not readily accepted because I hear people talk about that too. How there's certain stars are throwing around these signs and stuff. Yeah. But then it's just brushed off like, oh, he's he's a kook or something, you know, like. <laughs> Like with Carrie, you know, everybody, you know, and he came to realization what was going on. They just said he was kooky now. <laughs> yeah. Jim Carrey. Hey, what's your, what's your, yeah, yeah. What's he, well, he knows what's going on. Yeah. Uh, that guy knows way too much. Uh, <laughs> and he's very, he's very out front about it. He is. Uh, who's your guy in Virginia? In, I meant to bring this up. Um, in Virginia Beach, he just retired. I think he may have been on Wavy TV 10. Um, brown skin guy, bald glasses, and he's retiring um, from the news industry. He just retired about three or four days ago, and um, I forget what day it was because it was very interesting. The day he decided to hang it up, he's been there since I was there. He's been there a whole thirty-three years. The, which it was not a mistake that it was thirty-three years. The, the um, yeah the. The black eye glasses. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think it was Don Don Roberts. Yeah, right? he's been around for a long time. And what that what he was doing was giving a nod um, yeah. to some of these people we're talking about with the, the thirty three and everything. And uh, thirty three years now, he's getting out of it. And did you did you hear what he said? He's going to enjoy doing when he goes home. He said he's going to enjoy going home, spending time with his kids, and right. playing chess. <laughs> and when he said that, I, I nearly fell down. I was laughing. My wife just started laughing too, because we know what the chess reference is um, with the the black and white flooring, right? Um, because it's the same black and white flooring that's inside of the Masonic lodges, right? Uh, uh, little stuff like that, and uh, this stuff is happening right in front of our faces. Um, it's happening in writing. Um, it's exciting that. That it's not about just, you know, just a few things with like, you know, going to school, going to work, and, you know, then you die, you pay taxes, then you die. Yeah. There's a whole, yeah. whole yeah. other network yeah. around us. Much um, more complicated. Us and below us. But, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, I did want to read a couple of paper bulls and, um, you know, every time, every time I, I see the AEIOU and, in classrooms and stuff like that, I think of uh, basically whenever you speak, you're letting 
the world know who you belong to. Yeah. What we have to do is we have to take some of that that power back and say, uh, no, I'm able to communicate with people who are under this rule. Right. But I know, I know, and knowledge is the first step in getting your power back. That's I really, it. really knowledge is power. Uh, oh, it is. It is. Um, but yeah, I I have three or four paper bulls, and what I'll do is I'll run some copies and send them to you cool um a fire got to one of them which i thought was interesting but i saved it <laughs> at the time uh before it burned the entire page up oh. and uh just the audacity of some of these just will floor you yeah um, they were right up front and nobody cared oh in your face no, no. like they are today just like politicians are today they're, they're in um, your face and you just ignore it. Yeah. And, you know, when they're, when they're in your face, you know, realize what's going on. You yeah. Know, I, I love, who was it, uh, who was the lady who didn't want to um, sit on the back of the bus during the civil rights movement? Uh, um, Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks, yeah. <laughs> you know, I always ask people, let's look from the side that the cameraman is on. Yeah. And they say, well, what that? I said, look at the side the cameraman is on. And they say, what cameraman? I said, the one taking the picture. Yeah, he's observing. He's watching. And she's, and they go, what do you mean by the one taking the picture? I said, There's a guy taking a picture of her sitting in the back. Isn't that interesting how he just happened to be there at just the right time? Yep. yep. See, then you start to say there's a third story going on. It's not for one side. It's not for the other side. There's a third, I call it the third story. Yeah, there's always another. That, yeah, there's there's that cameraman, and how did he get there, and how did he know how to be there just on time? And I remember the man who was walking across the country uh, during the Civil Rights Movement in order to um, gain appreciation for what we were, what people were dealing with in, during the Civil Rights Movement, not me, or we, or we them. Right, yeah. And how did they just know right where to be? Yeah. I mean, this was before mass media was involved. They just happened to be there. And if we start to realize that people just happen to be there in all of these situations and at all of these times, we realize some of it is not a coincidence. No, because it's, it's just too many of them. Someone's trying to get us to view the world a certain way. Yeah. You know, I was. Uh, we just had the commemoration of the Tulsa uh, bombing of Tulsa. Right, um, yeah. But the Black big Wall the, Street. Yeah, the big fire, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. The first street that they were walking down was 33rd Street. Oh, really? Isn't that <laughs> interesting that it just happened to be 33rd Street? I mean, these numbers, these guys don't play. They stick to their numbers. They yep. stick to the game. They play the same way every time. And once you learn it, you can see it in everything. I've seen, I went through one of my kids' books. And the kids' book was just riddled with Masonic signs. Oh. The whole book. <laughs> yeah, Disney and our state capital is built on that. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. the names of some of the movie stars. Yeah. Even their huh. names. People huh. say, oh, they're just a name. I'm like, that's not even their real name. <laughs> <laughs> their mom didn't name them that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and so, 
so yeah, we, we just kind of have to be more awake. We have to be more well-read. Yeah. Uh, we'll be better off for it. Yeah, I always encourage people to look things up and understand for themselves because nothing is exactly what you're being told. No. So figure it out. Just believe it or not, just look it up and just have an idea of what other people think, you know? You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and people are wondering, you know, is, is I think we think people are coming back to, to save and to destroy. Yeah. So that, so that this program stops. But the secret is it's not going to stop unless we stop it. Yeah, right. I mean, it, t- it takes active, somebody being active to do it. It's not going to stop. And, and we've never had personal responsibility, Will. We've never been responsible for the sky, for our earth, right. for our food, yep. family, for education. We've never been responsible for that before. So it's a hard world to be in where you're now, it's you or nobody else. Right. And there's people trying to do that. And then look what happens. They get shut down and you, or, you, or you just get like, you know, people who want to be vegan and then, but people do, they come up with all these different excuses to, to bash them and stuff like that. You know, it's just like, they just want to help the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I, I think that we would do more by actually spending time talking to each other. Yes. Um, if we and not having a ready-made reply, right? For it, yeah. You don't have to agree. Just listen, and then hear me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a big thing. That's why. Yeah, I just I try to get out of the way, and I let people read their own history, or I read it to them, and say, "Now you make your own decision." From That's here. yeah. I'm not telling you something that that's not already been told or that's not readily available for you to do any internet search you want and find all of it you want. And you'll be so excited. You'll be like a kid in a candy store because <laughs> what's happening, you're, you're finding things out for the first, just like a kid. My kids yeah. get excited every morning. Every kid does. Yeah, because They're it's just, a new day. What am I going to learn today? Yeah. You know, what am I going to find out today? And it could be as small as, how am I going to find out how I can get cake off of my mom? <laughs> That's it. You know? I, I how can I, how can I, maybe today is the day I'm going to figure it out. Maybe today is the day that I wish that school starts a little bit later and I figure out how to do that. And they're so you creative know? and they'll try all the time. <laughs> they don't ever stop trying. No. No. But we we've been we've been inoculated, you know, by the time they get, you know, twenty, thirty years old, those guys are oh. robots already. Don't oh, yeah. robots. They're you know. Yeah. Artificial intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah. well I mean, you know, when these when these art robots are asking deeper questions than us, I've yeah. some pretty deep questions. Yeah. I'm like, that is a good question. Yeah, it's because we're just programmed uh, to repeat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a 
I went to eat Chinese food tonight, and I got my my fortune tonight, and I wanted to share it with you. Actually, it was my son, but he gave it to me, so I'll take it. <laughs> and it says, uh, and this is one of the, uh, both of these are really good. Uh, let's see. Oh, before you can see the light, you have to deal with the darkness. Huh. That's true. You know? Yep. And the other one had to do with, uh, oh, where is it? Uh, I had it in my pocket here. Uh, it says that basically don't admit, if the illusion is not real, you don't have to admit that it's real. Oh, they're both nice. And I'm like, oh, man. So basically, if I don't believe, he's asked, what was the first step? One of the first steps is that is if you don't recognize that it's real, it's not real. Right. That's, here's what it's, that's not saying. That's not saying I don't know anything about anything. Right. And so it's not, that's not the same. That's seeing that that's what people perceive as real. Yep. But you, that you don't have to believe the illusion. That's right. You don't have you to. You have to know, you have to know that there's an illusion to not believe in it. Right. That's good. And that's, yeah, that's the rub. That's the rub. That I know that there's an illusion, but I don't have to participate in it, and I have to, I don't have to believe it. That's right. And fortune cookies do not come from China. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they were created here. <laughs> that's yes, that's funny. Were. That's funny. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Just like the food wasn't created in China, right? Wasn't yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was this was a great talk. I think we can close it here. And next time I do, next time we get together, I want to talk about the symbols because that that's something that's been striking me. And okay. you you did bring it up a few times, and it's hard not to stray and go that way. So. Well, what I'll do, I'll I'll uh, camera share the next one. Because so, I'm going to have a lot of them just to show you. Okay. And so I'll, I will have to have either a PowerPoint up and share that or just show them on the camera. I can flip my camera over so that you can see right. the pictures. And we can just scroll through a big one. Uh, there's a friend of mine who does like a graffiti uh, show on YouTube, and he just flips through all the cards, the graffiti you know, that hello, my name is stickers or whatever right. that people send. They'll go through a whole stack of them. So oh, we'll cool. do something like that. And we'll just grab a big stack and we'll just go through the whole stack. We won't talk about anything else but the stack. And we'll <laughs> just do one, next, and do the next, and do the next, and do the next. And that'll be a fun one that you can just send to people and say, hey, look at this. It's like, oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. I didn't even know what that was. Yeah, that would be cool. And yeah, some of them are cool because you can just turn them upside down and you go, oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> All right. All right, well, thank you for coming on again, Eric, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. This podcast has been brought to you by Culture Vegan Shop in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Culture, where the only thing that is missing is you. Thank you.